Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 131. Thank you for joining us tonight. Glad you could be here. And speaking of having people that we're glad to have here, haha, uh -huh, we have a guest tonight. It's an old buddy of the page, actually one of the oldest buddies that we've had on this hellscape known as YouTube. He was the actual second guest we ever had on this podcast, so... He joins us again tonight from the Habiki TMD channel. He's our buddy Travis. Travis, how you doing, man? Good. Thank you guys for having me. It's super great to be here. I've missed being on this show. I've missed shooting the shit with you, man. And all the, you know, 2020 and 2021 have been two crazy years. And all I got to say is it feels, of all the hardships and everything, it feels pretty fucking good to be here with the Drink of Beer Play Game Boys tonight. So thank you again, man. Oh, yeah. We're, we're so glad to have you back on. Oh yeah, man! Oh, yeah. And uh, eventually, can't wait to drink with you in person. But uh, speaking One of day. drinking, what uh, do you got? Anything in your cup tonight? Or are you uh, still nursing the hangover? <laughs> Swerve tonight! I'm actually drinking on the Troganator. So there you go. Oh, I love that. It's my my hoppy little paradise right there. <laughs> Is that uh? Would you say that's your favorite beer by Trogues? It's... Or would it be Mad Elf? I'm a fan of the Perpetual too. Um, okay. It's definitely, good. It's definitely my go-to, um, especially after like a long day of work. Those those trogs go down so smooth, man. The Troganators. Yeah, yeah. They're that's that's my second favorite after Mad Elf. But yeah, Troganators. That's the same way I feel about. That's it's very rare anymore. I buy beer just to like drink regularly versus like trying something new. But that's one I always go back to. So great choice with that. I also love on the label the old man face. Like, that's very tattoo-worthy, I would say. Yeah. That would be a good tat. I know all about tats. Tim, ah. we got, we still got to get you a tat. Or a couple tats. Look, Bri, people with my body shape and tattoos, they don't match well. <laughs> I, I've seen it done by others. I used to play here at Quicks Tournaments. I've seen the results. It's too good. Jim, <laughs> you're supposed to be more progressive. All bodies are beautiful. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, Brian. No, Brian. There's some things we should be progressive about. That guy shaped like me with tattoos is not one we should do. We should bring back bowling for that. <laughs> but Jim, isn't that most guys in the WWE now? Nope. Nope. Topical. <laughs> well, the plane ride was only 20 years ago. It doesn't. Come on. All right, Chambers. What's what? Uh, what you sipping on right now? God, I love as they were talking about the fucking helicoptering. I was like, yeah, we had a friend like that in college. <laughs> I think we all had a friend like that in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I am sipping on, continuing from last week, the Smutty Nose Sour Pack I got. So tonight I got me a Blueberry Sour, which I'm delving into right now. Which That's looks... the same one from last week, right? I forget, to be honest with you. I'm almost positive you said blueberry because we talked about it, how it's actually kind of sweet but sits a little heavy after one or two. Oh, that's how all these are, and touche. And then <laughs> I also have a black cherry sour I'll be digging into later. Nice. I, hit a, yeah, I hit a couple that, over that the weekend. Pretty much just, that pretty much describes Jim, right? It sits sweet all day and it's pretty heavy by the end. <laughs> pretty much. And then you hate me by the next day. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, don't be mean to that. Oh, F that. <laughs> yeah. Then after a little while, it's like, oh, this is what he's like. Now it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I actually went through a shitload of these over the weekend during a uh, drunken escapade with my next door neighbor. And I had a lot of the flavors and yeah, they're all kind of the same, but they're all solid sours. So yeah. can't complain there. 
with a nice, nice little combination of like Mike's Hard Lemonades, Yingling Lights, Sour Beers, fucking just all kinds of different beer. It didn't sit well. Jim, it sounds like a high school party. Basically. It was essentially that. <laughs> he was like, hey, I have the shit I don't like. Yeah. yeah. You just need to throw in some White Claws and you're good to go. Yeah, when you hear the phrase, I don't know where this came from, do you want it? Nah, it's always a good sign. <laughs> oh, Jim, about you, so bro? Much I could say. I, uh, I'm going with the Lining Kugel Oktoberfest. So I only got a couple more of these Oktoberfest beers left. This is 5.1%. Most people know Lining Kugel from, I think, their regular beer. Is that even, is it even called anything? Yeah. Is it just well, Lining? when when people come into the shop, they say Summer Shandy. Here, where's your Summer Shandy? There's that one, but I'm saying like the straight lining coup. Is it just called their like wheat beer? Like the, the blonde? The, no, no, like the very standard. You know what I'm talking about, Jim, right? Oh, or yeah, the, yeah. the Barry Weiss? Or... No, no, no. Barry, that... No, that's the. Uh, I know what you're talking about, though, yeah. That's yeah, like because I, Jim and I have said many times in the past, like that was one of the first. When Blue Moon was catching shit for having oranges in it, Lining Kugel was that other beer that's like. It kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles, and we would, like, love the shit out of it. And uh, it's kind of fallen off. I actually haven't had a regular Lining Kugel, and I don't know how long. But, um, yeah, their Oktoberfest isn't bad. I'm actually almost done it. It's just very light. It's like most of their beers when they try to do seasonal shit. They're just trying to throw something out there to be relevant. It's not their wheelhouse, so I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's not great. That's like we just got in. I didn't know Shiner does an Oktoberfest now, and we got in yep. both the Shiner Octobers. They're, they're, I tried. It's decent. It's not bad. But it kind of goes in line with what you're saying. Yeah. Shiner is funny because all their beers, when they do those seasonals, especially like some of their specialty, like the one is like, it's like something like sugared peaches or I forget what the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. It's In the four-pack cans? Yeah. It is yeah. so sweet. Like you're like drinking candy. To the point where you're like, oh, either this is just really artificial or they put way too much sugar in it. Either way, um, Shiner has a lot of good basic shit. But, yeah, they get a little too fancy. And mm, Yeah, um, I've actually had some patrons bitch about the peach, that it's too sweet for them. Now, do they come back in going, I want a refund because I don't like it? Do you have those types? Or (laughs) do they just all kind of know the deal where it's like, "Ah, I'm stuck with it? Um. Not no, not like that. But I do get the types. Like if they, you know, they reach in the the cooler and they try to grab like a fucking twelve pack, and they'll for some reason people feel the need to push back. And when you do that, what do you think happens inside the cooler? They'll break like a twelve pack. They'll mm-hmm. they got to pay for it. Like what the fuck? Like they feel like they shouldn't. Now who's worse, them or the lottery pit ticket people? <laughs> oh, lottery, every, lottery people. Lottery. Lately, it's the fucking people that come in requesting bush apple. For some ungodly reason, what? And Bush I, I don't, apple. Ooh. Bush makes an apple now, and people uh, people go. Not, you can't find it around here in Maryland. You can find it in West Virginia. So I tell people, yeah, like. But in my head, I'm thinking, you can do better for yourself than that. You don't gotta <laughs> live that way. Like nothing about that sounds appealing to me. Because, I mean, it's fucking Bush. You know? Is it mostly younger, like kids all, doing all that type, shit? All, all, all types ask for the Bush apple. Wow. Or the crowd does, yeah. Yep. That's interesting. Speaking of beer, so where you work, um, Jim and I said, like, we've done uh, videos on, like, old-time beer commercials. 
And I keep going to beer distributors near me looking for some of them. And one of them is like, uh, Jim, what was it? The hams? You know what? And Summered in Beverage by me has hams. It does have it? Okay. Yep. Because, Travis, I was going to ask you, because we have some lists of, like, they say they're still around, but I can't find them for shit. They're probably all terrible beers and super cheap. But uh, we'll have to send you some, because if, if you have any, we'll, we we want to get wherever we can. Um just to try all the shittiest, like, older American beers that had all these ads in the 60s and 70s. All right. Sounds good. I was actually tempted to, what do you call it? I wound up bitching out and going with the Keystone as usual because I needed some cheap beer in the house because people were over. But I was like, do I grab the case of Genesee? Do I just say screw it and try it one time? Well, you know we're going to have to. Like, at this point, if you see them, you might as well start getting them and save a couple when we have to sit down and drink all of them consecutively. We got you guys heard about fucking Keystone Ice, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a stronger Keystone, right? No, it's no. They, they're take, they're taking it off. They're doing away with it. Oh really? Mm-hmm. At least around here, they're mm-hmm. we're, they're not making it anymore. Now is that because of the aluminum shortages, and they're just going? This doesn't sell enough, I'm, or I'm assuming. I'm not sure. I mean, it definitely sells enough. It's fucking Keystone. Like the the guy, the worker guys that get off work, man, they come in with their nine dollar fifteen packs. They love some Keystone. God damn right they do. Man, after <laughs> I don't hate heart. on Keystone. As like a last resort, it's not, Keystone Ice ain't bad. Like it could, I don't know. That I'd rather have a Keystone Ice than a Coors last Light. Resort. <laughs> I would still rather have a Keystone Ice than a Coors Light any day. I mean. Hmm. Okay. Now I know you're in Maryland now, but uh, as as a former PA boy, tell me you you still would prefer a lion's head over any of that shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like to hear. <laughs> sure. So sure. Tra- so Trav, tell us, uh, you been been able to play anything this past week? I know you're busy with a lot of uh, planning stuff, but. Uh, You've been able to get um, it all? I'm always, I'm always burning the candle, <clears throat> excuse me, at both ends with that stuff. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of stuff. Um, Tannen, she plugged my co-host of the Reset Button podcast on my channel, made a little bet with me that I couldn't make – that I could make any kind of uh, world or level in Mario Maker 2, and he could beat it. Like, no matter what I do, there's no fucking way he can't beat my level. So I made a whole world for the first time because they introduced World Maker in there. So I've been playing – a lot of Mario Maker 2, which when I, I've had it forever, but I never really dove into it. Like, I messed around a little bit. But this is the first time I really dove into Mario Maker 2. Um, I've been, I, this one indie game I got that I talked a little bit about on my show, Ghoul Boy, it was like two bucks. I still try it's, it's hard yeah, as fuck, but it's really game. good. It's reminiscent of Ghosts and Goblins or, or Ghouls and Ghosts, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's, it's up there in that. It, it's just great for two bucks. It really surprised me. Definitely Smash. Um, still, you know, just, I was a late bloomer picking up ultimates, so I, you know all the spirits to unlock and shit like that. Doing that, and just odds and ends, like whoever comes over to chill, like uh, just throw on whatever, you know. And, and the terrible shit that I play on my own channel, like awful Super Famicom, obscure Japanese promotion wrestling games, and <laughs> fucking that well. that Japanese wrestling game you showed off. I was like, wow. I th- like when we were going through in the early days of our page trying to go through like the whole list of like every fighting game on like every console somehow that one passed us by oh darn and i was like man that looks even worse than most of the shit we played holy crap i would rather play mortal Kombat on game boy than play that game again. <laughs> now travis the real question is and it actually came to us from our mutual buddy snare 
Did you ever finish yeah. taking on the Chacon Challenge? Jesus Christ, six years later and people still bring up the Chacon Challenge. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. Why would I do that to myself again? No, there's your eternal answer. <laughs> there's, there's no feeling of unfinished business? <laughs> It, I don't care about the business. The business can be, you know, it can fuck off because that's. Oh, now I'm with you with that. Gritty called. I've been as part of like all the horror games I've been playing for my little collection video. I spent I spent my time getting some footage for that, and that's what I'll say about that. That game can suck my ass. I hate it that wants fucking to, game. It's like it wants to be a good game so bad, like it's right there, like it's just trying, but no, nah, it's it's a piece of shit. Yep, cool idea, cool concept, decent, you know, attacks and idea for a game, and then the execution just falls completely flat. Was the kid that cared? Well, is one of those like video store rental stories from when you're a kid. I, that like the character blew my mind as because oh, that's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So of course I begged my parents to rent it, and it's one of those games because you don't know any better because you're a kid and there's no internet. Yep. You forced to convince yourself that it's a good game because you don't want to waste your weekend. Now that it's funny, we Jim and I have talked about that. Kids today, and this obviously makes us sound old, they won't appreciate that. But here's my question Do kids today now see shit when they see a game is listed as so bad and they're like, I need to go try it just to see if it's that bad? So are they getting more exposure because they have the availability of it easier? Or do you think they just avoid it at all costs now? Especially when it's like older systems. Like, you mean, do they go out of their way to play it because it's so bad it's good to be contrary? Just, to, just to see that, yeah. Like, right, because everyone loves now the, yeah, everyone loves to be the ironic, like, like Jim. Like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Superman, you, you've <laughs> defended Superman 64. That's all I have to say, Jim. I like That's the rings. I, That's exactly. all I defended. You're just trying to be ironic. All right. I am not. I like those rings. <laughs> I think that's just subconsciously because Star Fox is your favorite game. You're like, yes, oh, ring. That is a point that I brought the fuck up. Yeah, God and that game sucks too, Jim. <laughs> Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Jim, I beat it on my first try. You didn't. That's all I'm going to say. I was seven. You well, know, should have got good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Jim, what uh, have you been playing anything this week? So besides all the horror games for the videos, as I've been talking about, um, two games. So one, a classic that I finally just got around to playing because I felt like it. Original Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. So mm, launch title for the game. system. Yeah, mm -hmm. great game. You can beat it in like 40 minutes. Nice, quick little chunk of life there. Um, weird, weird fucking physics in that game. Like if you're used to Mario games, like that game just definitely feels off. But it was made by different people. But that soundtrack is absolutely god tier. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. definitely worth a play for anyone out there, whoever dabbles with the Game Boy. So, it's not a, it's not going to be a favorite Mario game, but it's definitely good. And yes, and I got, finally they got better on Game yeah, Boy. They really did. And then, of course, I finally delved into Hades. So, oh yeah, I saw it. So, uh, what do you think so far? It's, it's fucking great. It lives up to the hype. It's fantastic. <laughs> what am now, I going to say that a thousand other people haven't said? Well, now, it's funny, because speaking of Hades, since I finally beat it, you know, even though you got to beat it ten times or whatever, but I finally did beat it, and it's one of those, like Pam said, like, I feel no, like, I don't need to go back to it right now. It, it'll be one I'll go back to later. Yeah. Like, right, let me see if I can get more of those, and like, you know, more of the story, if you will. Um, but the game, it just... Uh, 
while it does a great job with everything I mentioned last episode, I do feel like once you beat it, it wears out its welcome like almost immediately. Even though it unlocks even more features in the game, I, it's where I go, okay, yeah, really well developed, it's great. I don't need to keep coming back to it and put like 80 hours into it. You know, you just want to put enough time to beat it. So, I don't know, I'd, I'll be interested to see how long it takes you to beat it, if you beat it. Yeah, no, I think that'll definitely be one where I, since I've got the Switch version, like I can just pick it up, keep going with my run through, put it down if I need to, and then, you know, in my odds and ends and travels, I can always pick it up and go. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, like, as I was playing today, like, I got past the first, like, boss, and then got a couple more stages in before finally dying, so I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm building some more some more stats for myself. So, Jim, you're in Elysium. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, I beat Hades. Um, of course, been doing my Dead by Daylight, but I've dived a lot more. I completely finished it. I, I think I mentioned it last time, I'm not sure. I did finish Alien 3 on the NES. Played Ooh. on the Super <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, Travis, we're planning on covering a bunch of uh, Alien games for October. So yeah. we're hitting all the Alien 3s. <laughs> Lucky us. Well, well, at least I'll say this, Travis. We're, we're limiting it to just the NES, Genesis, and Super NES. Because literally, obviously, those three versions alone are so different. And I know the Game Boy and the Amiga. and all, There's like a million versions of that game. It's so amazing how different so many of them are, but those are the big three. And Jim has the Genesis one. Like I said, I beat the NES. I played a little bit of the Genesis, and I started diving into the Super NES one. Um, but for our Patreon uh, re request, I have dived, and I've gone pretty far into Alien Trilogy for PS1, which that is still one of my favorite, 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 goodwill finds for the big box ps1 games complete in box even has a shit for uh uh other like ps1 games in it like and i got it for like five bucks at goodwill so the good old days yeah exactly Hell so. yeah. that the alien 3 is a case of a game that's ruined by a timer you take that timer out it's not that bad dude that yeah, timer fine. yeah that it's funny like that is a game granted we're used to games back in the day like being tough where you just they test you it's uh you know you're gonna die come back try it again the only redeeming factor for the nes version is that when you die they show you where all the other people are so you gotta pay attention and not skip it but still yeah. it's like who's gonna sit there and remember like all the different ways you can go it's just annoying and then you they have do to that escape. with the genesis version too do they okay yeah if you run out of time they show you where everyone you missed was so it's um you know yeah it's a game with many falls but we'll we'll hit it we'll hit them up so but jim right. i actually speaking of patreon what uh what questions we got this week Patreon.com slash drink a beer play game, where for as little as two measly dollars per month, you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So, first up, from Game Whisperer Dean, what are your other halves buying you for Christmas or the holidays that they don't know about yet? Nah. <laughs> I like that wording. Travis, I'll let you go first. <laughs> What is my other half buying me for Xmas that I have no clue or that she doesn't know about yet? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, can I come back to this? Thank yeah. you. Jim. <laughs> oh, oh, I got wife. it. Sorry. Sorry. Go guitar amp. I need a new guitar amp because mine shit the bed, and I've been uh, kind of throwing in hints. Nice. What about you, Chambers? Why, nothing, Brian, because my wife listens to this show. <laughs> Jim, just say it. I no, mean, I actually don't have anything planned, really. Because, like, I'm priced out of collecting for the most part unless I get, like, a stupid Goodwill find. So I really don't know what I want yet. I'm going to want something, but I don't know what. I've already requested and tasked that she start. And she's much better at looking up shit like this. If she's able to find a new Xbox or a PS5. But obviously, nobody can find that shit. But I did tell her, like, don't go over a certain price. Like, I see it resellers and some of the stores, like, selling it for crazy high. I, I don't want it spent for that much. I just want the regular-ass price if she's able to find it. So that's the big one. Makes sense. Oh, what do you call it? Yeah. GameStop, they every once in a while get, like, uh, pre-order little events going for, like, you'll have to sit in front of a computer for two hours and hope to get lucky, but... I'll, I'll try to keep her in the loop. I'll help you out for once. You dumb Man, prick. sounds like a problem for her, not me. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> nah, I also, also, I, I probably should have said PC since I'm doing this on my fucking phone tonight. Yeah. So maybe, maybe a PC. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Next up from Game, Gamer Astral. The best 16-bit console and why? I mean... We we've run, we've run the test. Everyone's answered. Jim knows it. He hates it. It's a Super NES. It's not even a question. <laughs> I know Jim actually wants to say the TurboGrafx 16. <laughs> no, I would say the Genesis. No, I know that, you but... you would say Genesis, but I know deep in your wanting to be ironic heart, you're like, but the TurboGrafx has this game. <laughs> no, I like my Turbo, but it doesn't compare to those. <laughs> But no, no, fucking fine, fucking fine. It's the stupid fucking Super NES, fine. You and you stupid RPG babies can fucking hit A to win all your goddamn games. <laughs> what about you, Travis? What do you think? I'm going to be that guy and say I think it depends what you're into. If you're into sports games, obviously Genesis. If you're in RPGs, obviously SNES. Platformers, I got to lean towards the SNES overall, even though Genesis has some great ones. For me, growing up, I was an SNES kid. I got a Genesis later on when uh, like the 64 and stuff were coming out. And my parents just got it dirt cheap by then. So I was a little bit older getting to the Genesis. So like all the kiddie feelings were still for the SNES, which I hold near and dear. But now as an adult, doing reviews, let's play, shit like that, comparing both systems. I got to go overall with quality. It's tough to top the SNES and just production and the, the in-house devs and shit like that compared to the Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've said it before, like, the Super NES has more, like, the all-time heavy hitters, like, they have more of the all-time heavy hitters. I think if you yeah. want to go through, like, an entire library of games and go, oh, these are more decent than crap, I think the Genesis has it, but they don't have, uh, they don't have, they don't have the level of, like, you know, Super Mario World or fucking Zelda or blah, 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 so fine. So Genesis comes close in some things, like, the, obviously Zelda takes the cake, but there's, like, some surprises, like, uh. Crusader Sandy's it's good. It's almost as good. Beyond Oasis is a kick-ass game. I mean, Beyond I, Oasis is great. Yeah. <laughs> if you like shooters and sports games, go with the Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a sports console. That's all it is, Jim. <laughs> no, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Jim, Jim, I know you just hate that in in history. That's kind Beat of what better. we remember. Fighting games work better without shoulder buttons. God damn it, Ryan. Jim, just because it has the best beat em up is 16 bit error, doesn't mean that all beat em ups are better on the Genesis. Yes, they are. They're what? Just, they're just you talking about Bay Kids? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, your precious Super NES exclusive, bastard. Listen, I, 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 I bust Jim's balls about Genesis, but Travis put it the best way. It's really what you're into. Yeah. I think. Yeah, quality is better on the Super NES. I think Genesis has more unique one-off games, and they tried a little more shit. Doesn't mean they always succeeded. They had a lot of games of great potential that just, like, what the fuck happened. But still, you know, they're both great consoles. You can completely throw out any other trash consoles like Turbo Graphics, but, yeah, those uh, two... <laughs> that's what I say to that. <laughs> but those two, uh, yeah... Wait, actually, here's a really dumb question. Were there any other 16-bit consoles? Was there any, um, like, UK equivalent, like, an Amiga 16-bit bullshit or something to that effect? good question, because I don't know what you would technically consider the common... Because I'm not, you know, I'm not a com- microcomputer guy, so I couldn't tell you what, like, the Amiga or the Commodore 64 technically fall into. I think they might actually be 8-bit still. But not okay. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, no, but like, I think the Mega CD32 tried to be a little bit more, but like, that's kind of like, that's like kind of on like the level of like the CDI, and I'm not even sure what the CDI technically is. I think that might be 32 bit technically, but mm. yeah, it's weird. Yeah, bits yeah. in general are a weird. We were a weird debate for a while. Jim, why don't we just call the new Xbox whatever bit it is at this point? <laughs> Forty good jiggly bits. I think, I think the Genesis. I think the Genesis definitely went for like the more edgy adult demographic. Oh yeah. Their game. I mean that their that was their their whole point, like making fun of Super NES games as being more kid and baby like. I mean, look, it's got the better yeah. pinball game, so it wins. So man, <laughs> what psycho why pinball? You fail. Hey, psycho pinball is a good one. Don't you? Do oh yeah. That. Early in Europe, though bastards still works fine on our jennies though hell yeah but yeah next up for michael soto i've heard jim menton <laughs> mention hulk's ultimate jim menton jim mentioned hulk's ultimate destruction before and i'm interested to know if you guys have a favorite superhero game that's always been my favorite of games personally with uh favorites probably being the new spider-man games or the arkham series curious to hear your thoughts Ooh, damn just a straight favorite superhero game Ooh, if you guys got an answer, throw it out. That's that's tough. I have a I have a favorite per superhero, but man, if I just rank them all together, that's that's fucking tough. Tra- Shoot, Jim. I think holds. You already mentioned it. I think Hulk Ultimate Destruction is my favorite superhero game overall. Like it's my favorite of like that sandboxy GTA style of game, but just because it's more over the top goofy because you're being a Hulk. I think it just like just kind of works in general. And, like, that same team eventually made Prototype, which I think is was pretty good and actually kind of underrated. But I still think Hulk was just a little bit better because it was still a little bit more over the top. Didn't take itself so seriously. So I'll go with that one. You'd put that over the uh, X-Men Legends? Well, Brian, if I didn't have a traumatic experience with X-Men Legends, maybe it would be there. 
Jim, what happened to your copy? <laughs> oh, Brian. Save file, didn't you? No, worse. Nice, 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 friendly Jim. Nice, trusting Jim of his friends. Got a got got X Men Legends two one Christmas. Played through it, beat it, enjoyed his time. And his and his buddy Brian, his dear friend Brian, goes, "Hey Jim, let me borrow it." I go, "Sure, dear buddy Brian. Enjoy this game. I hope you enjoy it, and I can't wait to get it back one day." Well, <laughs> well. Things happen. He lends it to another person who then decides to turn around and trade it in. <laughs> and sweet, lovable Jimmy walked away with nothing out of it. Except except um, my friendship, Jim. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, shit. If you didn't help get my stoner ass through college, I'd be real fucking tired of the grudge. Not that I don't anyway. Um... Fuck, man, that is really, really tough. On a technical level, I think the Batman Arkham games are probably the best, but the one I have the most fun with is probably Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I love the X-Men Legends game, and then Ultimate Alliance was just that with more superheroes, and I love that style. Um, I wanted to go Punisher... But as fun as I love that game, I'm not trying to be Jim and just throw an ironic answer out there. So, yeah. There, hey, there's Punisher's just, actually really good. That wouldn't be that ironic. It, it, it's an amazing... I mean, god damn, there's so many great superhero games. But, yeah. yeah. And what Punisher is talking about for the PS2, not for the Genesis or yeah. arcade or whatever. Yeah. What about you, Trav? Um, Boogerman. No, probably <laughs> Marvel... <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom 2, or uh, I love the X-Men Legends. I was actually thinking about saying X-Men Legends, but I don't want to steal your thunder. I love that fucking game uh, so much. We all love it here, love Trav. It. <laughs> Obviously, like, the X-Men arcade beat them up. Maximum Carnage. Um, Arkham City was my favorite in the Arkham series. I liked Arkham Knight. It was just too much Batmobile for me. Way mm. too much Batmobile. Uh, yeah, Marvel versus Capcom 2. Fuck it. Trav, it's not separation anxiety? <laughs> Trav, let me ask you. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is great, but have you played the new uh, Injustice games, the fighting games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to yep. say, like, it's funny. It's, I always love Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and, that, like, I hated any type of competitive uh, fighting games. And back in the day, I was almost strictly Mortal Kombat kid, but that game I loved. Um, but then, man... When Injustice came out for a superhero fighting game, especially, I felt like that that is the top of the tier for fighting games for for uh, superhero fighting games. I should say. My only complaint, and I love Injustice One hasn't aged that great, but Injustice no. Two is badass. Two is my, I, yeah. My main complaint with Injustice Two specifically was that uh, they needed more than one ultimate move per character because it gets. I mean, as awesome as it is to see the Flash like take you through time and smash you on a dinosaur's asshole, it gets old really fast. Yeah, that that is a big and it's funny because like obviously Nether Realms doing doing those games, you would think they would appreciate like having different fatalities. You would have those different ultimate moves and. But. Yeah, that hopefully I I think they are they're going to be working on the next Mortal Kombat before they do the next Injustice. I'm hoping by the time they do the next Injustice, yeah, we see two or three of those because that would be pretty cool. 
the DLC was fantastic, by the way, for Injustice 2. The Turtles. The Turtles. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah. Being able to play Turtles like that, that was badass. And I loved how they did it, too, where they kind of made it so you're all four of them. They were, you know, they got it all in one character, basically. Throwing a skateboard at them. Yeah, that, that shit was awesome. I just wanted Splinter. What are, what are some, like, underrated honorable mentions that no one talks about for superhero for games? Superhero games? Well, like Jim and I just said, that Punisher PS2 game is... It's crazy. I mean, the thing is, I think what pushed that away is it is ultra-violent. It's almost like Manhunt-level violent, but it's just drawn more cartoony, so I think it's like gets away with it. But there's some yeah. gruesome-ass kills in that game. Um, Banned in Australia. Yeah. Uh, other greats... I mean, every Sp Spider-Man 2 is obviously one of the most well-acclaimed Spider-Man games until the new ones have come out. Um, let's see. Adventures of Batman and Robin. No matter which one you play, they're both like really good for different reasons. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone, I feel like Batman has doesn't have that many bad games. I feel like his games almost always hit it out of the park. There are so, some bad ones, but for the yeah, most begin, part, begins is like begins is eh. Uh, the one before that with that weird like crime syndicate you fight. I forget the fucking name of it. It has some weird name. Like, that one was kind of crap, but, yeah, for the most part, his games aren't bad at all. I guess we could definitely say Turtles in Time counts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are the hero turtles in, uh, you know, the poor UK. My real question is, why didn't yeah. I get a goddamn Blank Man video game? Right. <laughs> or Meteor Man. Where's yep. my Meteor Man game? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Superhero games are... I think they only got... Well, there were a lot of shitty LJN ones back in the day, but man, the Xbox 360 age of licensed video games, like a certain Iron Man game, and basically every licensed Marvel game except for a few of them, they were just terribly put together just to come out. Like, I think there was a Thor game, a Captain America game. Now, I've never played them, but I know they got completely panned in the reviews, so... I remember there's like an obscure Wolverine game for 360 that I didn't hate. Oh, that game was great. That Origins, that, the Wolverine one was real because you could like chop people's head off with the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't hate that. Those yeah. are. And the Deadpool game was really, really good too. Yeah, it was. I I, I didn't spend a lot of time with that, but I remember it being like, oh, that's alright. Like yeah. I didn't hate it. No, no, but right. great, great question. Yep, too yeah. many choices for that one. Next up, from Phony Montana. Heading out to Vegas with my boys this weekend, in your honor. What is your favorite Vegas-themed movie, and do you have any cool Vegas stories? God damn. I guess that, movie, I gotta say the easy one with Hangover. That is damn good. Sister Act. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why aren't you guys picking 3,000 miles of Graceland? <laughs> never saw it. Really? Nah, never did. Now, I would probably... Damn, Vegas movie. Hangover is a is a super easy choice. Do you guys like leaving Las Vegas? It's, Never saw I like that either. It. Yeah. I, it's okay. Yeah, it, 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 I think it gets a little too much love. I mean, Fear and Loathing's good. Fear and Loathing's good, yeah. It's no Vegas vacation. I Obviously actually not. really, really like that one. That... That and Hangover are kind of tied in my eyes. <laughs> I have an affinity. I actually saw that before any of the other vacation movies as a kid. And, you know, now obviously I like the other vacation movies too, but that one I, I actually legit enjoyed. 
Sorry. Rusty was a baller in that one. He, he was, was Mr. Lucky at the casino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, could I count Mars attacks when they attack Vegas? <laughs> With Jack Nicholson? Yeah, I would count it. <laughs> yeah, oh well. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, have fun there, phony, though. Yeah, so have either of you guys ever been to Vegas? Not me, no. I have not, but my brother Mike goes usually annually for pool tournaments because he's pretty good at pool. Nice. Yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? He does. Still getting it in. Yeah, I only ever went one time. Uh, went with my now wife and our couple friend, and like I was actually being a bit of a bitch the entire time. Surprise, surprise, because <laughs> I was I was butthurt because that's when we were saving for a house, and I was like, "This is a lot of money that we could really put you towards a down payment." And she was like, "No, because it's the only time we ever get to go, so we should do it now." <laughs> so, besides that, and then like for whatever reason, like me and my buddy, we just wound up passing out early, like early-ish being like 11 o'clock or something that's nothing new either yeah i know that's nothing new for me either and then like they would stay up until four in the morning in the slot machines so (laughs) god knows what else those godless jezebels are probably doing in fucking (laughs) vegas but with with their with their men's asleep back at home but no that was about it we didn't do any sightseeing or crap like that because the women didn't want anything remotely history related they just wanted to gamble the whole time so yeah yeah i I was uh... like hey let's go see old vegas they're like now I was like, hey, let's go see the Hoover Dam. They went, no. Let's go fuck myself. I mean, Jim, I think it's safe. Did you hit up a buffet? (laughs) We did hit some buffets. Oh, did we hit some buffets? I know Vegas has some legendary buffets from what I hear. Those buffets were pretty fucking god tier. I do have to say that. Jim, now you do know what the next time we do finally get a legit guy's trip and decide to do that, that's probably the time when you will get a tattoo, whether you want to or not. Hey, you know, you gotta get it sometime. <laughs> now, nah, but have fun, Phony. Enjoy your uh, your time out there. Yep. Get a tattoo of Randy Quaid from Vegas Vacation. That would oh, be perfect. <laughs> Last up from Alex Perez. Wait, Jim, what? that just what? made me think. Since you have the extended ass crack, can we have mm-hmm. the tattoo of of uh, Randy Quaid, and he's saying shitters full? And he has the hose coming out of your ass. Come on. That is perfect. Or 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 like Randy Quaid flying the spaceship and like Independence Day going right up your pooper. Yeah. I'm back. Shit, I do love that scene. Come on, can we just have a whole Randy Quaid tribute on your back? What? what all the that? all the Randy Quaid characters he's ever done in a big fucking back piece on right there. Come on, Jim. He's a he's a terrific B movie actor. Well, well, that's his brother. That was Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what do you call it? Uh, yes, no. By the by, the end of this trip, no one would love Randy Quaid more than I do. <laughs> <sighs> Last mm-hmm. up from Alex Perez: What non-horror video game series could have an interesting horror theme spinoff? For example, a Zelda game that took place in a world inf- infested entirely with Ocarina of Time redead type enemies. After things, by the way. <laughs> All right, so a non-horror game that if you gave it a horror theme, it would be interesting. That's a great question. Yeah, I like that a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Do, do I cop out and say that Sonic hack where, what do you call it, like 15 minutes in and like Sonic becomes like a demon and you get chased down and then like you just have to like keep trying to escape it before the end of the game, but there's no escape. You just die no matter what. That's like Nazi zombies. Kind of. Oh, shit, what would be a good game like that? Maybe a Contra game? Because there's lots of material to work with with the alien type stuff. 
See, yeah, that could work. Yeah, see, it's like I always kind of looked at Contra as just basically like an alien, but made like a third-party alien game. Or do like the last like spookier like alien levels in Echo the Dolphin, but make the entire game that so you're not bored for the first like half, like three quarters of it? I fucking hate Echo, but that game gets creepy as shit at certain points. The atmosphere yeah. and this amazing soundtrack on it, like that's the only good part. Yeah, like the game, fucking the game's goddamn garbage. Like it's not fun. I don't know why people like to pretend it's fun. Even like me as a Genesis kid who grew up with it, I was like, man, this game sucks. But yeah, when it does get those alien levels, it definitely gets creepier. Well, like Animal Crossing, and they invite you in for tea, they just murder you, bury you in the backyard. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Dateline Animal Crossing. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to go... That's a, that a great, great question. Do, do, uh, do like Streets of Rage, but just do it with... Make it easy. Do it with zombies. Kind of, like, yeah. Just do it all horror-themed. And maybe make the cast, like, actually old-school monsters. So Max is, like, Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Skate is... I don't even know what Skate would be. Uh, Leprechaun. (laughs) Leprechaun. Blaze is uh, Bride of Frankenstein or, like, Dracula's wife. And Axel is... uh, I don't know Dracula or something, but do it, do do something like that. Skate could be like Renfield, like a familiar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, or maybe do like a kid chameleon, but like all the masks are like you know just based on horror, old all classic ones. Horror ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, <laughs> find all their masks. Yep, I'd like you know that. make that terrible game a little more you know tangible, standable. Jim, just because you can't play through 150 levels because you need to get good. <laughs> that game. <laughs> that fucking that game. game. I love that game. Well, 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 Jim, here's the thing. You want to hate on that game, but what else do you expect from a subpar console like Sega Genesis? <laughs> see, <laughs> see what I did there? Come on, Touché. come on, Randy. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> Jim! You're the Uncle Eddie of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I disavow. I disavow. Val. Just saying it doesn't make it so, Jeff. Yes, yes, it does. God damn it. Let the people decide. No, I will not. Uh, Jim, you're already known as Fluffy Blub Blub in Germany, so you might as well accept these monsters. I would rather just be that. <laughs> Let me have some dignity. <laughs> well, yep, that wraps out the Patreon questions for this week. So thank you once again to everyone. So if you're new to the page, once again, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash drink a beer, play a game. Check out all of our tiers. All of our video, uh, you know, for a few more bucks, you can get a video game review request. Use our uh, comment section or our description section as your billboard for your page. All kinds of good stuff. So check it out. Yeah. No, thank you all. Truly appreciate it. And actually, while we're doing some quick pluggies, Travis, we did a big boo-boo. Where can people find your content? Oh, as always on YouTube, Hibiki TMD on YouTube, Retro Gaming, Pro Wrestling, Heavy Metal Podcast, Terry Balea Let's Plays, a bunch of bullshit in between. Instagram, Hibiki TMD. It's that simple. Oh, officially, you uh, might want to plug the merch. You can smack up at cartel.com. There you go. There you go. And all the links are below, so make sure you check them out. All right, guys, so uh, got some fresh beers here. Trav, how did the Troganator treat you? And are you sticking with that or trying something else? Definitely sticking with it tonight, and it's treating me well. Nice. How about you, Jambers? 
Um, the blueberry, like I said before, fine. <laughs> I've moved on to the uh, black cherry sour. This is actually like, um, so I'm on my second one right now. And it's, you know what, I gotta just, it's weirdly like flavorless. Like even for a sour, like it's a little bit slightly tart, but like you don't get like that tarty sweetness you expect from like anything black cherry-ish. It's just kind of there. So yeah, I'm basically finishing off this uh, Smutty Nose Sour Pack and I'm probably not going to buy it again. It's not, it's like it's not bad at all, but it doesn't do anything either to stand out. So it's, it's whatever. Jim, are you not able to smell and taste things right now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm still, I'm all coof proof, Brian. So you don't have to worry about me there. But yeah, no. I mean, there's no aroma to be had. There's no fucking. Well, you always have trouble smelling. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't a cigarettes back in the day, it's the finger that's never out of it. So, god damn it, Jeff. <laughs> what? Um, I have moved on to the Sam Adams Fest beer, which I've never had this one. I've had their their Oktoberfest. This is different, so I actually don't know if this is yet another type of um, Oktoberfest from them. They just call it a smooth lager. It's 5.8%, 22 IBUs, so definitely won't be bitter. Um, yeah, first time trying this one, so I'll let you know. Have you had the Jacko by Sam? Yes, yeah. What would you think of that? That's not bad, for especially for uh, pumpkin beer. It's... It actually, <clears throat> last one I had was maybe two years ago, but yeah, it was actually surprisingly like flavorful for a pumpkin beer from Sam Adams. I don't hate it. That's yeah. alright. Fest beer is interesting. I, like I said, I don't know why they made two different Oktoberfest style beers, but hey, whatever. Because people will buy it, exactly. basically. <laughs> That's me. I, I see a variety pack, I buy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chambers. So uh, you have something here uh, from our good buddy Genovi, and yeah, a little quick one. So I mentioned last week that uh, you know he threw a couple topics our way that would be good. So when I was at Walmart the other day, I was looking through the section and I saw Bound Wonderworld, which is you know that Sega game that you know everyone was hyping up, and it came out and it was pretty much a disaster. And it's only been out for like two or three, no, more than three months, but it's been out for a couple months, but it's already being sold at discount for like 19 bucks at Walmart. Apparently in the UK, you can buy it for 10 pounds, so whatever that conversion is. I don't care about those, you know, those euro dollars, they don't, they don't count. But yeah, that thing got trashed and fell like super fast. So it begs the question, what's the fastest price drop that any of you guys have ever seen for a game? That's like a significant drop. What was the game you and I played? It was within this past year or something. We talked about it. Was it Resident Evil Three? Didn't like it like drop to forty bucks like really fast. Like I know well, I got it new because you said you were gonna wait for it. I don't even think you got it, but I think nope. like it went to forty bucks within two or three weeks. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, because like the two remake got like slashed in half within like the first two to three months. And that's when I bought it, so I was like, oh, that'll definitely happen with 3's remake, but that just happened a lot quicker, so. Which is amazing, because 2 sold, like, hotcakes, and I don't know why they slashed it, but 3, I don't even know how it did, you know, sale-wise, but it was pretty well-received. A lot of people liked it, so. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, of, like, major games, that the price fell really fast. What about you, Trav? I want to say, 
I don't know why, but I can't remember with No Man's Sky <clears throat> that dropped that initially. I think it did, yeah. Well, especially once uh, people realized it wasn't quite the game they were expecting. Yet, talk about a company that has completely 180'd a game, and now, like, it's got, like, civilization building mechanics in it, and, and the updates have all been free. They've uh, they've turned it around, at least in my eyes. And you know what's funny? Like, Price rise it turned around, too, because at GameStop, they're selling it for 40 bucks again. Well, so once, that, they, once they added all the updates and fixed it, it actually ended up being a decent game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's funny. We've talked about this, Jim. But the inverse of this, what game has held their value the best? Now, I think the easy answer would be GTA V. But I'll tell you what, man. Still, Nintendo first-party games. Like, they, they, I feel like they never they, drop they, prices Their no value what. just never, ever drops. Like at GameStop, I'm like, oh, uh, I, I tried waiting it out. Like, like Travis was saying, like, before I got Ultimate, before I got Luigi's Mansion 3, uh, Mario Kart 8, like, all these games, I was like, they'll drop eventually. And they just don't. I was like, what the shit? So, I don't know, what is that, like, a push from Nintendo? Or is it really, like, are people still buying it that much that they can afford to not do it? I don't get it. Both. Is, is Breath of the Wild still fucking 60 bucks? Depending on where not. you go, yep. Jesus. No, it is. I think wow. some spots it might have finally dropped down to like fifty or forty, but like that's that was like the launch game for it, and that's still almost full price. Yeah. That's the reason I speaking of back to fucking Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like Ultimate Alliance three is an exclusive for the Switch. I think I don't know if it had a Steam release, but like that's still like forty bucks. I'm like, I think Diab- Diablo three they were selling for sixty bucks. Yeah, mm. how old is that fucking game? Now it's like a port of a port, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking, what else? What was another one? It's like Mega Man 11. It's like a two-hour goddamn game. That's still like yeah. 30, 40 bucks. Uh, WWE 2K18. The only WWE game on the Switch is still like 30 or 40 bucks. Jesus. How crazy is that? Man, it's funny. Battlegrounds is even less than that now. <laughs> Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds, when it came out, was in like, was like almost considered like a tough one to find because everyone's buying it up to get the, like the code, to sell the code and like make their money back and shit. And now it's in like all the bargain bins. I feel like uh, those are two more games we could probably mention that dropped fast was uh, 2K20, which was garbage, and uh, Battlegrounds. I think they dropped in price pretty fast. Battlegrounds dropped super fast. Yeah. 2K, man, they just need to go back to the 1314 formula. And I don't like, they just, I don't know how they, they fucked it up so bad. They just need to do something. That's why I'm actually excited about the AEW game coming out because it's Ukes. It's OG Ukes. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's a question. Like that's what Jim and I I think we, we mentioned it before. I'm all for I want something as really good competition because that will drive WWE hopefully to make smarter decisions. Um I think the problem is people are gonna pine for those those old N sixty four style games. But those mechanics, I don't think, will translate as well, especially with, like, people are used to those WWE games and a little more advanced mechanics. Like, so do you think they're going to lean into the arcade N64 style, or are they just going to put their spin on what WWE is doing? I feel like the 64 games were very sim-feeling. I, I, don't, I don't consider those ones arcade 
like revenge and those. Those were the first time I ever played a wrestling game. Actually, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually playing a wrestling game and not a fighting game. Yeah, they really like going back to them. Like, I'm like, God, I forget how fucking hard these games were. They're in depth as shit for their time. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like, you I, really I, have I, to time out. Your... I'm just gonna play fucking Fire Pro anyway, so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what wrestling game comes out because it's right. Fire Pro King for me. Yeah, oh, Fire Pro. I mean, like you, you obviously do, but I, I told Jim. I tried playing Fire Pro. Now, I got it for my computer, even though I use a uh, controller, because the one thing I love most about a wrestling game is the ability to have as many, like, creator wrestlers as possible, kind of create your own league, if you will. And I spent hours just, like, downloading it from every major era, everyone I've ever wanted. And then, like, I've run simulation matches, and I literally just get enjoyment out sometimes just watching those and seeing how it goes. But... Yeah, you talk in depth. Like, I was like, fuck, there's a breathing mechanic? Like, what the shit? Like, it was... That game. The insane. logic and all... It's the Minecraft of wrestling games. I've always said that about Fire Yeah, Pro. yeah. Now, that will be a tough one ever dethroned as far as customization and true simulation. But the old N64, that and the SmackDown games, I just remember as much as I liked them, I hate it. Every match turned into a reverse mania. It's like... Oh, reverse on him. Reverse on him. Yeah. Reverse on him. You're like, son of a bitch. That's yep. one thing I, I've appreciated with the stamina meter, like they've introduced over time. Like, once stamina is depleted or like your reversal meter, you can only do so many reversals. So there's more of a, uh, just more of a strategy to it when, yeah. to, when to use them up. Yeah. But no, I, I, I follow not even an ounce of AEW shit. And I can tell you, um, I think that game looks kind of cool, and I would be interested if they give good competition for that game. Now, yeah. actually, Brian, funny you mentioned that because I threw this on here, and now we're a little late to the party. But so, Travis, so everyone after fucking all out basically jerked it off saying greatest pay per view of like the last decade, one of the great top five wrestling pay per views of all time. So, me as a come and go watcher, you as a guy who's watched straight through for like thirty fucking years. At least, what do you what do you think? Where do you put that up there? I think it was a solid show. I think it definitely flowed very nice. The best wrestling shows always flow, and they don't feel like fucking marathons. Like when WrestleMania used to be like nine hours. Oh my goodness! Yeah, oh dude, I, that was painful. Thank God they split that up. I'm I'm a little different because I'm. I mean, you obviously know Jim from being on Slam Pigs and shit. I'm a wrestling snob. I have certain standards in my wrestling. I'm not just going to immediately say something's the greatest of all time because there's been so many eras of wrestling. For me, the greatest pay-per-view of all time, personally, is still ECW Heat Wave 98. That's my all-time favorite pay-per-view. Uh, and, Wrestle- and, and WrestleMania 14. Everyone says 17, but I love 14. It, it was the beginning of the Attitude Era, and just that was a perfect card for me. 14 is very underrated. Yeah. 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 I think all out was very good. I think what AEW needs to worry about is what to do with all this talent, obviously, that they're bringing in. Like, it's great. You know, you got all these guys now, but you got to know what to do with the toys, not just collect them, I guess. Yeah, but I thought thought it was a solid show. I fucking hated that Lucha Brothers Young Bucks match. I don't don't know if there's anything that'll ever get me into liking a Young Bucks match. Like, I just can't take it. (laughs) It, That match... And in a weird way, that was the Young Bucks slowed down. There was really only one, because you would assume... That was them slowed down? Yeah, because you would assume on paper, right, well, it's Young Bucks in a cage match. They're going to jump off the top of the cage every five seconds. They only really did save one spot where they went off the very top of the cage. 
I've always said when the young bucks slow down and don't try to impress some hoarder in California who writes a dirt sheet, who's like their biggest <laughs> goddamn cheerleader, they're fine. Like I love the new bucks when they're actually new Japan because they in new Japan, those fucking guys aren't going to put up that carny bullshit. No, you're going to work your ass off over there and earn respect. So I definitely appreciated the young bucks more back then. But that for me too, that's definitely when I, or when Cody's on, I'm like, I tune out immediately. I can't, I can't do it. I, I love how uh, Cody had his recent thing with like saying he's never going to turn heel and like, you know, he's got to figure out he can't be, you know, keeping his position or so. what was his fucking stupid line? Like, I got to stay who I am in the spot that I'm at or some bullcrap where it's like, the how chal- can I do that? The challenges myself? and mixing it up and have it trying to stay front. I think he's working. Yeah, I think it's, it's like a big d- work. Yeah, it's probably it's like, dude, you're an executive vice president, too. So like no matter what, you're going to have your spot on the card. Unfortunately, I will say at least. There's a lot of – I've come around a lot on AEW in the past year, not just because of CM Punk. And bro, I love that they – one thing Tony Khan does that Vincent Mann and those guys do not do. Tony Khan is not a stubborn booker. When he yeah. sees something isn't clicking, he'll do his best to try to just smooth that out and fix it. Like people were starting to resent the Young Bucks and Omega's baby faces. We all know they're EVPs, so what did he do? He made them unbearable goddamn heels, and it, it's smart. They're much better heels that way. Cody is a natural heel with the EVP position, like you said. Yep. Um, I think Tony Khan does that really well. He listens, for God's sakes. Now, they're not all hits, obviously. You got your Luthers and your Brandy Rhodes and your bullshit like that, but anything's better than Monday Night Raw, and I'm thankful that AEW even exists right now. So, yeah, options nah, I can go with you there. Yeah, yeah, because WWE is nigh unwatchable right now, especially Raw. Yeah. <clears throat> at least, at least SmackDown has Roman and Heyman and Brock and all that stuff. But God, fuck, Jim. Yeah, just wait a couple more years. AEW get more popular. WWE comes back, and then they ha- they just buy AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing too. Like AEW has basically beaten Raw for like two weeks in certain demos. So I, I would assume within by the end of the year they keep this momentum up. They're going to be kicking uh, WWE's ass on Mondays, ratings yeah. wise for sure. No, I I can see it, and it's not like the old days either. Like I don't like I don't think either company will get that big enough mainstream because Twitter no. exists and they can't keep their fucking mouth shut. So yeah, yeah. I I, I still think everything's flipped. It's like back in the attitude era, just to kind of wrap it up on the wrestling talk and stuff like. Yeah, WWE has essentially turned into what WCW did. Like WCW had the stride with the NWO, but then WCW just became lame and corporate feeling, and just the same shit and rematches and DQ finishes. And 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 AEW now is like that red hot WWE in the Attitude Era with Austin and stuff. It's fresh, it's more edgier, and that's exactly where we're at now. Everything's flipped completely. Yep. Yeah, be interesting to see where it goes. But as I always said, I think. Uh, competition will breed better material for both of them so yeah. oh, that's always the way yeah so while we are no longer at a dearth for professional wrestling we're starting to get one with beer and liquor sure. for transition for sure because we have two articles below and the alcohol business is getting wrecked right now with supply and demand because in the uk there is a massive co2 shortage so, you know, all that delightful carbonation that we enjoy in all of our little drinks, that's pretty much, that's rough right now. That's going bye-byes. And here in good old PA, liquor is having a gigantic shortage. And a lot of different, tons and tons of different kind of bottles you're only going to be limited to, like, two bottles for. Yeah, 43 yep. types of champagne, bourbon, tequila, cognac, and whiskey 
are limited to two bottles per person. And they've said that it will start potentially affecting beer as well. But this is not due to CO2. This is more due to uh, service industry having not enough employees and they can't get the they can't get um their supply chains uh to keep producing stuff because they don't have enough workers like and we, we've heard that thing of people are offering jobs left and right and a lot of people still aren't taking them and the beer industry and liquor industry are, it's, i think it's finally catching up so yep. yeah i don't know i haven't seen it with beer yet but i have heard that it very well could come around so I guess well, this is where COVID actually helped beer and liquor sales pretty well. And now Oh, it skyrocketed because people were locked in their house exactly. with nothing to do, so might as well be fucked up. So now But on the flip side of that, now we find ourselves Exactly. Here. <laughs> That's what I mean. We lived we we had our lavish uh you know <laughs> l- lavish uh, indoor drunken parties and now it's uh nobody's working enough. So. And all the uh, all the big businesses out there basically played the ultimate game of chicken. So all the people out there, they're like, well, we're not going back to work for lower wages and because we're getting paid more by the government to stay at home. Well, that's starting to go away, and all the companies just held out. So now there's no workers and there's jobs, but no one wants to ex- you know accept less. So you now we're at what? a weird stalemate yeah. in the labor industry in this country. Well, you know what always happens with that, Jim? Then labor labor will find a way. It'll just go to people willing to just take it for dirt cheap. And it'll happen one way or another. And they, we'll be like McDonald's and start hiring 14-year-olds. Yeah, they took our jobs. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy that, like, especially in the UK, like, those poor fucks, they, they have so little. They need their booze. And they, don't, they can't have any fizzy drinks now. Jim, as our buddy Matt put it in his uh, presentation in college, everyone from the UK is a drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, Trav, back in the day we had uh, we had a class that had mandatory debates, so you had to pair up. So I was with my one buddy Matt, and he, for whatever reason, we did like the thing called like the flashpoint, which is like the point of the night when everyone leaves bars, and that's when like the most chaos happens, and how they try to combat it. So he decided to have a little statement in there where he was like, you know, as we know, most of the UK's drunks and all the teachers that were like monitoring it just all had that look of, wait, what the fuck he just say? <laughs> <laughs> so, Trav, let me let me ask you, you know, obviously working where you do, have you heard about any of this or has this been affecting you guys? Oh, yeah. We can't get mainly anything in right now on, on an efficient, in an efficient manner. Um Corona bottles are extinct right now, and our distributor probably told us it's up to looking at almost three months until we get more Corona extra in. But just random shit, too, like like uh, Natter Days. Nope. Don't even think about asking for a Natter Day right now. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Maryland with that shit. I just love the turnaround from when uh, COVID first happened where no one was buying Corona. Because of the name, <laughs> and then it turned around, and now you can't fucking stock it, and everyone's back to buying it up. I'll say to everyone right now: buy all the Rick Ross champagne you can. I mean, you know what? You know what's Stocked sad? Up. We see the bullshit hoarding and uh, price inflation of video games. You know what? It wouldn't shock me if people start hoarding the shit, selling across state lines, like you said. Hey, nobody in Maryland, or at least where you're at, can get Corona. Jim goes down there with a couple cases in his back, comes out a rich man so he can overpay for video games. God damn right. That's the dream right there. 
Well, I oh, I get evicted and I can't pay my bills. Yeah, it's it's something we'll we'll definitely be following these shortages because obviously affects half of what our channel is for. I, I, I don't want to jinx myself because I am like one state over from PA, but I am thankful that I don't work in a PA liquor store right now and dealing with like the entitled attitudes of the limited oh, purchases. What I, do you mean only two? Fuck you. Yeah. I haven't been to a liquor store in about three weeks, but like I'm I am curious to go there to see. Man, some people in those stores. It it does it does amaze me. But yeah. Shit. I, I can't imagine from fucking when uh when Travis still lived in PA, if he was working at a liquor store in that area, having some guy in a clutch hat come in and try to give him shit about not having enough stock in. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So. What do you mean you're out of Mick Ultra, man? <laughs> People need their booze. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll follow it. And if anybody listening, if you guys know more, you let us know. Oh, Jim. This one. This is an interesting one. Now we're switching from our, our uh, alcohol to video games and talk about Disastrous. Let's talk Polymega. Uh-oh. How, how'd their launch go, Jim? Eh, not great. So, weirdly enough, so it actually did finally come out. And for some reason, like, they responded to a thread that a guy put in there about his box coming in ridiculously damaged and shit like that. And he deleted the original tweet. I don't know if he was getting harassed or just there's too much replies or crap like that. But apparently his box came in super damaged, and these things are not cheap. So for all the delays, all the uh, the false promises, all the change in what the thing was actually going to be, yeah, you got a pretty shitty system coming to you as far as packaging and all goes. Do you think that Now, they was... are saying that you can contact the support team and, like, you know... Oh, he also had a picture up there. I remember his picture. I don't know why the fuck he deleted his tweet. Oh, maybe he faked it. Who knows? But uh, basically there's, like, a gigantic, like, damage ring in the middle of his disc that he had put in the system, which is, like, the base unit. And he was saying, like, you know, because it came in from a damaged, uh, you know, the box was damaged when it came in. Something like that. So they had to put out a press release basically saying, if your box comes damaged, do not put a CD in that system. Because it could screw it up, yeah. I yeah. mean, Polymega already had a lot of bad shit going for it. Um, I think the smartest thing, they're being professional so far and how they're answering. You know, once they, back in the day, like did torched earth and basically stopped replying to everyone that was probably one of their smartest things but uh have you guys either of you seen actual reviews of the systems yet has anything not, been popping not up really like somebody you i mean especially you jim like you you're in that world a lot more than me has anyone like wrote about it like saying oh it actually does what it does or it sucks um, I mean, I'm not going to watch Mad Little Pixel, but, uh, oh, uh, Metal Jesus, now he looked at the, uh, Proto unit. Yeah, it's weird, like, no one's really talked about it at this point either since it came out. Like, it finally came out, but no one's talked about it at all. Is that bad? <laughs> or is it good? Like, I guess, I mean, as they say... I think it's just weird that no one's talked that about no it, That right? no one's really 
yeah, I'm waiting for all the YouTube faces on it. The yeah, like all the standard channels, like fucking like Metal Jesus, like you know, no video, fucking even the old school people like uh, Gamestar eighty one, like no video, like and I know a lot of these guys pre ordered the goddamn thing, and like there's just nothing. They just can't be fucked to bother with it. <laughs> They're yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're just like, oh, yeah, it emulates games for 400 bucks. Eh, cool. I've seen a couple. I'm going through Twitter right now, and it's funny. I see a couple. It's not good. I keep seeing a repeat of tweets saying, hey, my Polymega replacement has arrived. <laughs> That's Is not a good thing. I mean, I think they had the same issue that that other guy has. But I'm not seeing a lot of information so that's very weird so once again this is for sure one we'll follow up with because we've talked about enough and jim and i said this would be like i would almost be interested in the base model because the base model does all the cd shit right jim yes like instead of going out and buying a saturn which you can get like a 50 50 shot that's even gonna work I'd right. be more interested in that just because, like, also then I can do Sega CD and other shit. But uh, yeah. I'm not going to pay brand new prices, and I'm going to wait to see, like, after they do a few patches and all the other shit they need to. Um, I said this is, a, this is a system that would interest me just so I don't have to buy a whole bunch of other hardware um, that may or may not work. But They did have a tweet about 10 hours ago saying... Status update. More than 99% of mass production systems shipped so far have not reported any hardware-related problems. We've had four boot-looping systems, one defective module connector inside the unit, and two defective EMs, whatever that is. Also, one instance of a package destroyed in transit. So, maybe he was the only one? I don't know, but... Hey. That's according to them, so hopefully that's the case. It's not too bad. Even though I know that there's a huge delay on anyone who ordered after a certain time frame, so... I don't know. What do you think, Trav? I mean, does that system at all like seem like something that would appeal to you? It does. And I feel like, for me, with any system launch, I give it time to breathe, mm-hmm. see if there's a price drop, see get all the reviews that I can out of it before I commit to shit like that. But uh, yeah, definitely. And I'm in, I'm in the same camp with you, Brian, my take on it. Yeah. So, guys, what do you guys think? So, what does it go for right now, like the base unit? I'll look it up. I thought it was like 400... I think they're only shipping out right now, fucking uh, the people who pre-ordered anyway. Well, I don't even sure. know if you can order one straight up right now. Yeah, but um, I thought it was like three fifty or something. But maybe you're right with the four hundred. Um, because my my question is, all right, say we give it a year, it seems like it's all fixed up, has everything, and it's working well. What's a price drop that would make four fifty? Four fifty. Okay, so what price point <laughs> would you say? You would get at least the base unit. Two. Two fifty. Two fifty. Two. Two or two fifty. Travis with two. Me with two fifty. So what would be the? So Jim, especially you. I mean, would the would it be interesting you? Like, would you think you're going to dive deep into the Saturn, Saturn, Sega CD, Turbo Graphics CD, Neo Geo CD? Like, what which CD thing do you think you're going to dive into more? I just have enough CD-related games anyway that, like, I would just like to have a future-proofed kind of thing like that. That would, like, you know, easily upscale it for me anyway and, like, make fucking, you know, game capture of a decent quality, like, way easier. Mm. So that would be, like, my main use for it. So, like, it wouldn't make me want to go out 
more so in collect because everything's too expensive right now anyway. Sure. Like, I, I've said already, like, if I wanted to delve into Saturn, I would just buy, like, a broken system, throw a mode in there, and then just, you know, put all the flashes, flash everything on there and spend right. 100 bucks. But even then, I'm just like, eh, I have enough shit I don't have enough time for. What about you, Trav? I mean, are any of those, like, systems you actively want to go for? Uh, definitely the Saturn. I'd like to dive more into the library because I'd spent, I've spent very little time with Saturn in general in my life. I never owned one, never had friends that had one. Yeah, I've exactly. only ever played like ISOs on emulators and shit, really. Yeah, none of the modules look even remotely interesting to me. Maybe the Turbo one. They're cool, but they're overpriced. Yeah. Yeah, it's at 80 bucks for some of them. Yeah. Oh, well, like I said, we will follow it. I definitely think it's weird. Maybe by next week, Jim, we'll look and see if uh, anyone has made decent reviews. Talk about a little more, but you know, I I want it to do well, especially because it had so many people backing it, and I want it to be a product that works for the people that have already put out money for it. So, I don't wish it to not succeed. Let's put it that way. I hope yeah. anyone who put their money out for it gets their units, but I don't know. The guys are kind of dicks. Fuck them. <laughs> 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 I yeah. <laughs> God bless you. <clears throat> well, guess we're not getting our review unit, Brian. Oops. <laughs> screwed me, too. I'm associated with this. Oh, oops. Damn you, Jim. Fuck, collateral Stop. damage. Stop burning bridges. Stop <laughs> trying to get all your hentai. <laughs> hey. Hey, now. You leave that out of this. <laughs> all right, Chambers. So look, this look, next Brian, one. Look, if they drop the price and I can put Octopus Simulator on my goddamn Polymega, then Don't maybe we'll talk. you right? dare. Look. Don't, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> so, Jim, speaking of follow-ups, uh, Netflix Gaming, and he, this comes to us from SlickDeals.net, and it's it's obviously picked up more steam. We know Netflix Gaming is going to be coming for sure. Last time it was, uh, I guess, announced kind of speculation, but uh, some interesting features that this website has basically said they want to see a lot of it is kind of what we already talked about but you know a lot of it's run... duh i like the way this article tries to come up as like oh we have all these groundbreaking options that like we want to see from netflix gaming and it's all like the most basic bit shit like not saying i it's mean a bad thing, we don't even like... have to go through all of it i guess my question is going through these items and and trev <laughs> i want see... i want hit titles like that's number three. Ooh, what a yeah. brave statement um Trav, did you did you see about this Netflix thing, like how they are going to be bringing gaming? I did. So, did that spark your interest at all? Like something that you may actually be into, or not even you... remotely in the slightest for me personally? To be to be completely honest, no. Is that so because is of it... like what happened with Stadia, or just in general thinking of like the logistics of like what like Netflix is and how you even fucking do it? That and just the stubborn purist in me at the end of the day, like maybe I'm just screaming in denial still about this digital age that we've been ushered into. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It's just not my bag, man. Like I don't, I've never been big into the streaming game services, period. So I'd rather just own the fucking game. <laughs> so here's my concern with it. So last time, Jim, you and I talked about this, and we were mentioning, hey, like, it could be interesting. 
if it is included with your car, I mean, even if they've raised the price by a few dollars, um, the only way they can make this successful is, hey, number one, somehow figure out a way to have a wire, any wireless controller be able to be compatible with your games. Um, but more so, I'm worried about, does this usher in the idea, just like we saw with streaming services for TV, where everyone cut the cord of cable because it was too expensive and yeah. now you have so many friggin' streaming services for every channel that it's about the same price as cable now like let's i don't actually think this is going to succeed that well but if it gives video game developers the idea that like streaming is the way to go and streaming services that all of a sudden uh instead of publishing your games you just create like a streaming, a Nintendo streaming service, like strictly, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I know they're hardware, but does this get into their heads of another way to monetize shit? So I, I, I feel like gamers have a different mentality at the end of the day than, than like movie buffs and stuff. We just simply like to own games more than rather have a streaming service. And I think, I think that's why steam is always going to dominate stuff like this right now in this era. I think I think it's an uphill battle to announce shit like this. I don't think people are going to go fully all in in this at the end of the day when Steam is so incredibly popular and accessible. Yeah, and the second like the second a game experience isn't as good, if not better, than the established like either PC or consoles, people just check out immediately. Yeah, like exactly. look at Stadia. Look at like fucking what was those things like the re like the Game Stick from like back in 2013, the fucking Ouya on live like. Like, people have been trying to make game streaming a thing with, like, actual hardware-ish stuff for a good part of a decade now. And no one's made it a fucking hit or made it work because it just doesn't work as good yet. Right. Yeah. Or unless you just put, like, fucking, you know, Fruit Ninja on Netflix and say, hey, we have a game. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh... I, like I said, I, here, here's a question is, though. I didn't think where games are right now with, like, how Game Pass is making out and all these things. You know, we all grew up and love our physical media, and I think, unfortunately, one way or another, it will go digital for new systems. Um, I don't know what the younger generation, if, like, they actually look at, like, hey, collecting is kind of like a archaic thing, kind of like we used to look back in the day at, like, anything too bulky. We all went through the VHS age, and then we're like, oh, fuck those. Like, we're going to get DVDs. And then we all threw away most of our DVD covers, put our CDs in, in books. You know, some are more avid collectors than others, and I collected all of them. But, like, that idea of, like, well, do I need hardware? Do I need this? Or can I just stream it through whatever device I already have? The ease of access. Like, is that going to be the way of the future? Because future generations are going to buy into that. Like yeah, how because every generation gets lazier and lazier, too. I mean... Yeah, yep. It's all about making it easier, unfortunately. Yep. Oh, so. the second you give someone a device... It's like what happened with music. You give someone a way to have something easily for a dollar or two, and you put it right on their fucking phone. Like, that's the future. That's yeah. what it is with all media. Everyone just needs to catch up, basically. Yeah, with the that's touch it. of a button now, you can you have crazy taxi and hentai in your pocket. Whatever you want to do. On your phone. Yeah. Travis, you know <laughs> me so well. <laughs> Jim's like, are you looking at my phone right now? <laughs> ultimate, ultimate game. We got to get started. As uh, you're just driving around hentai characters in a taxi, get them to their next porn shoot. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
You have to you have to pay a Go micro on. a micro transaction to watch it though. Crazy Fapsy, huh? Oh, I think you're onto something there. I like it. Fapsy sounds like dollar store Pepsi. I don't know why. Well, I drink it. Well, th- well, this actually ties into something I actually just saw, um, and and something we've talked about with the WADA bullshit and the price of video games in general. Um, what? would be the best way to fight this video game price and and from this tweet from smoke monster twi it's on twitter he just writes flashcards emulation repros reissues or boycotts what more could be done like what of those options maybe even combined if you really want to start trying to fix the bullshit pricing and we know it is a little overblown but if prices do get too out of control what do you guys see as the best way to try to manage that just don't pay it and emulate. <laughs> All right, so <Yeah>. emulation. <laughs> like Tile emulation, re- like you, you know, you have your cake and eat it too. Like you, you still protest by not buying the game, and then you still get to play the game. Like gather up all the resellers and throw them in a dark basement. <laughs> throw, them, throw them saltines to eat once a week. See, it's like, would it be a big? Not that a lot of companies care about their fan base after effect, but. Would it be a like a cool move on their part if they did reissue games that are being sold at super prices just to drive down those prices? They kind of started doing that already lately. Like uh, Metal Storm had a re-release through um, one of the strictly limited or limited run games. Is uh, Mega Man Wild Wily Wars. Wars also had the same thing. So like some are slowly starting to do that, but I still think that it's such a niche kind of audience for even that kind of thing. That like I mean I would like to have Metal Storm, but I saw the repro thing and I was like, eh, I don't care enough. Like even I didn't buy into that. So like hot we're talking take, like hot take Wily Wars is just Mega Man underwater. I never saw the big deal in Wily Wars. It's so slow for me. It's really but, yeah. Like I'm not a big Mega Man guy, but I don't think Wily Wars is anything that great. Like it's all right. But but yeah. for if for and I don't even know like the water shits its own situation. But take insert like like okay the the shit that happened last year with the whole ps3 everyone freaked out puppeteer's an expensive game now say for some reason they're like you know what? we're gonna reissue puppeteer like and it drives down the cost of the game like is yeah. that a good idea i think it's a good thing yeah i don't think it's a bad thing at all like i don't like like i'm the collector here and like even i'm like i don't care if my games go down in value i didn't buy them fucking it's like it's like a stock. Like I don't put the money out there that I can't like afford to lose or shit like that. So it caters to the collector like us, and it gives more potential to get better deals in the future if that trend continues. I feel and like let, yeah. yeah, and lets people have more of a chance to get the games in general. Like it's not a bad thing. It only hurts the fucking scalpers and resellers. It's the only maybe, people it hurts. So fuck them. I don't care. Maybe one day at that rate, then Flintstone Surprise Dinosaur Peak could only be seven hundred fucking bucks as opposed to whatever. <laughs> Right. I just asked if someone tell me right before they do it with Earthbound so I can sell my copy for max profits. But besides that. <laughs> do it to Earthbound now. <laughs> I yeah. should. That's up to like three fifty now. Just for the just for the fucking cart. No strategy guide? Oh my god. No, just the cart. It's it's like three fifty now. That's so ridiculous. I bet I bet I, 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 I haven't looked it up, but I bet if you have the box, it's probably like a good seven hundred at least. Thousand. And that shit's on the SNES mini and and it still hasn't dropped, so yeah, that's a good example. Like that's yeah. fucking 
That's on a, well, a kind of widely available. Now this SNES Mini's being scalped because it's out of production. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, there's another way to play it out there. And at the end of the day, there's still always emulation, but people want to own yeah. the thing. Mm. Even if you can play the thing, people just want to own the thing and pay to own the thing. The, it's the god, I'm not to get a rant like on another topic, but it's the goddamn gatekeepers of emulation that have made people feel guilty or dirty about emulation, I feel like. Yeah, I don't get, like, Jim and I have never understood. I, I don't understand any negativity towards emulation when you're talking about, uh, unless it's emulation of brand new games still actively coming out. Right. Like, old shit? Like, what? what is the negative? Like, I try to understand it. But you're not purely experiencing the experience in its purest <laughs> form. <laughs> You should like, really buy Archie Man on SNES. You're not emulating. Yeah, like, like even even fucking channels like GameSack that used to like pride himself on like never emulating. Like he just pops into fucking SD card now into a console just to easily get to the game to play it. Like he doesn't give a shit anymore. Like it's it, there's there's no point. Like there's no there's nothing wrong with emulation at all, bar none. Like I don't fucking care. Just don't enjoy the your... fucking games, basically. Yeah. I don't even care if it's like, you know, a re-release game that's two bucks on an eShop. But chances are the people who originally worked on it aren't going to make money off it anyway. So, even yeah. like a re-release, it just goes back to Nintendo or Sony or whoever the fuck put it up on their shop. So You start hitting the 25-year, 30-year mark when a game was released, I think we can call it a day and it's safe to emulate it, for Christ's sakes. It, it, ha it, it had its chance. And if Nobody, it no, nobody's going to get lose their roof over the head because you downloaded Clue Clue Land. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's very, very odd. And when we've talked about... I also don't see the opposite where it's like, well, we have to do this for game preservation. I'm like, do you? Like, well, I like, mean, game preservation is a little different just because, like, yeah. if you're preserving, you want to have it in its purest form, so that makes a little bit more sense. And actually, right. speaking of our boy Genovi, he just put out a banger of a fucking video talking about game preservation and calling out some people who, like, have actively had the chance to put an unreleased, mostly finished game out in the wild, and they chose not to because they made their own little bootlegs to sell off to people. So definitely should make sure you check out that video because it's from people who, like, always champion, like, game preservation and shit like that. It's like, you motherfuckers are still hiding it behind everything. Yeah. That's how Let's it happens. It so, <clears throat> all right, guys. I have one final topic, and it is a reoccurring bit. This is a little open-ended, but just a little conversation piece. Which is better? The culture, and when I say culture, I'm talking games, movies, music, wrestling. Just kind of that nerd shit. Not so much politics or, or lifestyles. No, let's just do politics. That's more fun. <laughs> In the 80s or 90s? Because I think the darling has always been the 80s. But as, you know, we all grew up, we're well, born in the 80s, grew up in the 90s. Is the 90s kind of just the underdog that gets a bad rap for all those items? Or is 80s just really that much better? So what do you guys think? I, th I think the 90s gets a bad rap. You talk about gaming-wise or just... I'm talking just at all. Gaming, all movie, music. Uh, we can go one by one. We can definitely start with... I mean, gaming, I think, is an easy one where we know the technical specs are much better than yeah. the 80s. Um, I think... I personally would always take the gaming in the 90s over the 80s. Um, forget, you know, even with historic impact, I look at the consoles and the things that were released, the generations that were skipped over. Like, 
the the advancement in gaming was so much better to me in the 90s and i prefer the game in the 90s that i think 90s wins in the gaming realm what do you guys think the the 90s brought in the era of feeling fenced in in a game and i understand ultima came out in the 80s and shit, but really feeling fenced in and immersed in a game would be like the late 90s i think the mid to late 90s is just one big giant transitional period anyway um, but everything was just moving to 3D and blah, blah, blah. The 80s was kind of that arcade here we are, it's as good as it's going to get. And then the 90s were like, oh, no, we can go beyond this. And it was just didn't quite get that niche to about three the 360 era. We're now, yeah, everything is just the graphics have gotten a little bit better every gen. But basically, it's been your standard 3D experience in most games, whereas the late 90s was just all about experimenting and transitioning. Yeah. Chambers. Um, I mean, obviously '90s because that's what I grew up on. But I mean, yeah, if you want to go with like gaming, like I'll have to say '90s because, like Travis said, it was more. Well, I mean, both both eras were definitely experimental. But I, you know, mm. but you know what? It's that kind of thing where it's like a lot of the '90s gaming doesn't hold up now. But when the '90s hit it out of the park, I think the '90s at its best still beats the '80s at its best. And, you know, that could be unfair because of, you know, hardware advantages, but is what it yeah. is. As far as I movies think... goes, you're like, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck movies from the 80s. Everyone always hypes them all the goddamn up. And if you didn't, wa- if you didn't watch Goonies when you were seven, you're not going to like it now. Goonies fucking sucks, all right? I'm just going to goddamn say it. <laughs> Jim, you're just an angry little boy that didn't Goonies is goddamn boring. All I ever hear about is goddamn Goonies. I finally watched it when I was like 33, and I was like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, but you're a grumpy old man by that point. Like, you better yeah, not. Well, you know what? A you good hate movie's good no matter what. But you hate everything. You better I mean, not speak ill of Lost Boys. In my no, presence. Lost That's Boys holds up. Lost yeah. Boys, I will give all the credit in the world to. That right. holds up. But fuck Goonies, this remake coming out. Never-ending story. Oh, don't even get me started on the remake. Oh, motherfuck that thing. <laughs> now it's, it's funny. Eighties. See, as the guy who loves horror, undoubtedly, eighties horror was better. Like that, you. 90s yeah. did have some yeah, great oh, yeah. ones. Horror's like nine, 90s, like best one may have been Scream and like a few others. Um, you had Candyman, but man, 80s was way, way better. In f- terms of other movies, it's like, yeah, I think 90s really hit it out the park with, I th- I kind of feel like better blockbuster movies. Like the summer blockbuster, like, you know. Well, because that had become the gimmick by the 90s, the summer, block, the summer blockbuster. Exactly. But yeah, 80s horror, you know, that was way better as far as the movies like Goonies. I don't even know what to call them. The, the kid movies, the comedy movies, it's kind of a toss-up. It's which ones do you like better. 90s, I think, had better comedies that have better staying power. Um, but that might be biased because we grew up with it. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it really always comes down to just like what you grew up with for the most part, but right. Yeah. Now, what about music? I mean, obviously, I might go eighties. See, eighties is weird. Well, it's like you have to break it down. Like, well, especially, you, like you just said, Jim. What'd you grow up with? What'd you listen to? No, I mean, I grew up like as a huge like grunge kid and shit like that. And like, I still love me some nineties alt rock. Like, that's yeah. still probably like one of my favorite genres in general. I but the 90s music. also gave us the shitty coffee house rock like Vertical Horizon and fucking Lifehouse and stuff yep. like that. 
This stuff that transitioned into early two thousands crap. Like I, th- I, I think hip hop was a lot better in the eighties than it was really? in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, it's where it really spawned and got. I got to disagree on that because I was actually yeah. about to bring up hip hop because I love Wu Tang. Well, no, no, fucking... that's why I'm saying the gym. That's why I said really. I said I love the '80s started it, but the '90s like took it and made a bunch of different genres. And yeah, Wu Tang, DMX, Eminem, like all that was, you know, nah, taken you know you might to, have me there. to a much better level. But '80s, but going with Jim, I think there was from the early 80s to late 80s i mean the whole realm of rock as we know it was defined there like you started getting all you started getting hair metal metal like every genre that we defined after the fact was starting even nirvana they were playing in late late 80s so bleach was like 89 yeah yeah, so i think in the 90s too as far as pop i think that the teeny boppers by the 90s have become a lot less talented and a lot yes. more based on appearance. Where I feel like, yes, you had that in the eighties too, with like Tiffany and, and shit like that. But mo- the majority of the time, Go-Go's, the Bangles, all that shit. Right. Like, oh, yeah. the Bangles were good. The Bangles are good though. No, yeah, but like but that's my point. Is like I look at those and I say, when you compare pop songs, even today, yeah, well, we fuck grew that. up in the nineties. I think the eighties pop songs have mm-hmm. a better, like, longer lasting appeal. What I feel the worst for are kids in this era now with this empty, horrible music that comes out in the, like Nicki Minaj and just this utter trash that barely qualifies. Yeah. When, now when, now when, who sounds old, Jim? <laughs> when, fucking, yeah. when fucking Machine Gun Kelly puts out some of the best fucking, like, at least the right most the catchiest rock out there, which Where pains me to co- fucking say. It's just a copy of Blink-182. Because yeah. 2000, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's just Travis Barker going, look, just fucking stand in front of the camera for this. I'll do the rest. Yeah, yeah. the the 80s, I, I I think, overall was, was better music. I mean, I, I do yeah. like a lot of the 90s, but when you talk about, like, not just one-hit wonders and, and some shit, yeah, it was tough. We, well, you also had the golden era of punk and metal, too, in the 80s, for sure. Especially punk oh, and yeah. punk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, it's funny, though. All the time, I feel like all the light when you talk about like people want to go back to, they just say 80s, 80s, 80s. And I'm like, yeah, 90s wasn't just complete shit. I mean, it might get beat out in a lot of those things we're mentioning, but uh, 90s needs some more credit. Now, you can say yeah. FU to the 2000s and onward, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't hate on O2. I had a good O2. Solid year. <laughs> You're like the specific O2. <laughs> that was the first year I ever toured in a band, so that was up the buffalo. Nice. That was memorable. Yeah. You know it's it's funny, like I look at eighties and the only thing you could say culturally is like how absolutely ridiculous fashion was and you could you could make the same argument in the 90s Zubas and fucking think, all the nineties bullshit. Well no, that's what I'm saying. You could say for both of them. But it's funny, like, I look at the 2000s, and you realize fashion Jenkins. wasn't as extreme as the Fashion was so boring in the fucking 2000s. Well, that's so what I mean. Like, it, it's almost so plain Jane where it's like, yeah. it wasn't extreme enough to even be memorable. Right. But, yep. Yeah. So, Trav, first of all, let me say thank you so much for coming on. And if you haven't already, please be sure to check all the links below. Before we sign off, we first want to ask you, uh, 
What'd you go through? One or two of those Troganators? Four. Woo! I'm in. Or not. And I feel great because four is basically all you need with Troganators. Yeah. No, it's true. Very true. How about you, Chambers? I see uh, you got a Keystone next to you. Yeah, I dipped into my fourth beer with a key, good old, uh, good old reliable Keystone. Yeah, this money no sours, meh, but you know, whatever. Topping off the night with an old favorite. So, are you not going back to those again? You think? Probably not. Like no. they're, they're they're perfectly fine. They're just there's nothing special. So, if yeah. you want a very safe sour, I guess go with that. But nah, it's too boring. I wouldn't even recommend it. Fuck it. Yeah, and this Sam Adams Fest beer, uh, it does drink super smooth. There's just not a ton of flavor or aroma, so it's nothing that's going to impress you. I would never buy a case of it, but it would be a good alternative if you're like, oh, I want to try something that's light, it's a lager. It wouldn't be a terrible option. So with that, we want to say thank you, everyone who has watched. Please, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the notification. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a follow, hit subscribe, and leave us a comment. Even if you want to bash us, but leave us a five-star if you don't mind. With that, we want to say have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys. Later.